What's up, guys? Welcome once again to the Save Continue podcast. My name is Ryan Robinson. With me are my favorite peoples. Tom Shelby. Hello. And Shanae Howard. Hi! Every week we get together and talk about video games, hang out with you guys. Tom? Ryan? What's up? This week episode brought to you by Orange Tic Tac. Um... (laughs) So, as we talked about last week, Steam Summer Sale has been going on, and I've been continuing my shopping spree. Oh. So, this week, I've already played these, but I bought all three Danganronpa games that are currently out. Okay. And I'm playing those. It's a very Japanese week for me. Playing Trigger Happy Havoc, playing Death Smiles. Ooh. Yeah. How's Death Smiles? Well, I mean, it's always been great, but I haven't... I haven't played it since it came out on consoles last gen. Yeah, I so saw... So it's good to get back. I I saw it in store a lot, but I never played it or bought it. Oh, it is great. They, okay. Yeah, well, you guys were... One of you, Sinead. I think feel like Sinead was working there about that time. Yeah. Uh, you remember that huge collector's edition? Yes. God, that thing was big. What was in it? that? Uh, I'm Some not sure. Did. I think... So there is a cave uh, cave shooter. I almost said cave story. Uh-huh. There is a cave shooter uh-huh. that comes with like a pillow. And I don't know if it's Death Smiles or not. I kind of hope it's not Death Smiles because I'm uh, pretty sure all those no. girls are underage. Uh, <laughs> <But> <laughs> Hyperdimension Neptunia, Neptunia came with the pillow. No, but there is a cave shooter that does it though. And I know I think the same the same line also came with a booby mouse pad. Yeah. Uh oh. Um. You want yeah. those boobs, you know? Right. It's it's really good wrist support. Yeah, um, but yeah, just I am on the titties. Mostly, mostly just those two. Uh, but real happy to be playing them again, though. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Shanae? What's been uh, what's been crackalacking? Uh, I've been moving. Uh huh. Had um a tragic laundry incident. Oh no. Um, and then, uh, finally got to play some Persona 5 last night. How do you likes? Uh, I like it so far. It's alright. Normally with Persona games, uh-huh. I will, um, look a couple things up online just, like, for, like, tips or, like, make sure, like, I don't miss something. Uh-huh. But, like, you can't. You can't do it, dude. Well, you're gonna ruin the experience for yourself. Everyone wants to maximize the day, right? You want to yeah. maximize your day, but uh-huh. you can't. You can't do everything. Yeah. Yeah, but I haven't been. But I didn't do that at all with Persona Five, and um, I'm gonna try and continue to stay strong with that because uh, I know that I'm probably gonna miss stuff, and then later find out about it, and then I'm gonna get real sad. But mm-hmm. uh, it's been fun, like kind of going in. I don't want to say necessarily blind, but I guess kind of blind, just like as far as like what I can and can't miss, and that's a new experience for uh pr- like that type of game. So I'm pretty excited. I'm like I'm liking it. What did you name your guy? Uh, Shazy Butts. <laughs> <laughs> so with like three and four. Well, last time we played three, we named the protagonist something ridiculous. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, but. Typically, I will name them the canonical name. Yeah, I thought about doing that, but yeah. I decided that the name that I gave them was cooler, so I went with what that. What was your name? Uh, I just, you know, went kind of traditional. Just his name is Shinji Kazama. Okay. So nothing, nothing. It's not Shazy Butts, but <laughs> <laughs> both terrible. Yeah. Yeah. What would you name your guy, Tom? 
Well, I mean, if I'm giving a, na- a name that is not the actual name of the character, yeah. If it's a lady, I typically go with Thea Merlin. Oh man, yeah, she, she stole both our hearts. Right? Yeah. She just looks so good in crop tops. If it's a dude, it varies, but usually something normal. Yeah. Yeah. Like but Tom Shelby. Sure. Yeah. But games that like, um, I don't know how often my name will come up in Persona Five. Yeah. But games like Harvest Moon and Pokemon, it comes up a lot in so, chat. And so, I mean, like, if I'm going to see a funny name, if I'm going to see a name, I want it to be a funny name. So why then in My Horse Prince did you give it your name? Yeah, what was oh, with- Yeah, that's actually a good question. Because Otomi Games, uh, I, I, well, Otomi You want to feel romance. Well, Otomi Games are, like, different. I mean, like, I just kind of go... I'll say. Well, I go, I, go, <laughs> I, go all over the, I go all over the board. I just figured for Horse Bo- Boyfriend, it would makes sense to put my name in it since uh i figured it was gonna it would probably come up yeah i did it for the chucks you sure about that yeah okay uh if you had the opportunity to name the horse as well what would you have named the horse ryan (laughs) sea biscuit (laughs) (laughs) oh sea biscuit uh chop those fucking onions man it's fucking nightmarish you know i keep uh you know, periodically I get uh, a text or a or a message on Facebook about like that's just I that's basically I just watched your horse boyfriend video, <laughs> and it's pretty it's pretty unanimous that. <laughs> Did I tell you about my dad uh, asking about our YouTube channel? Like, Uh-oh. like what is it? Oh like, no, how do I yeah, get to it? yeah. He was asking me how to get to it because he wanted to see what the show was like. Yeah. Uh, and and the but the. <coughs> Last, disappointment. The last episode we recorded and posted on there was Horse Boyfriend. So I had to tell him about it. I was like, Dad, don't watch this video. It's just like, it's not going to make a lot of sense. And you're not going to get the jokes. But I'll, And so my dad watched one of our main show ones. And he thought it was fun. And he liked it. What I was afraid was going to happen was he's going to be like, well, I watched a few of your videos. And it seems to be every week just an hour and a half of those other guys making fun of you. Oh, no. He loves, <laughs> he, he loves that. Him, uh, my mom, and Birdo all, like, will, like, make fun of me together as a trio whenever they're around each other. And, like, for, like, family events. Like, if one gets a good joke in, the other two will normally, like, just dogpile it. So, he thinks it's funny. Um, but it does not help your self-esteem. Uh, it's fine. My self-esteem is fine on that aspect. But, um... Yeah, I just didn't want my dad's first video to be Horse Boyfriend. I think that would have been a good <laughs> introduction. I'm sure that Horse Boyfriend was someone's introduction to it's us. It's called My Horse Prince, okay? Oh, all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys are going to get these people searching for Horse Boyfriend. <laughs> I bet you my, anything, it's, though. It's My Horse Prince. It's, I, it's a thing of nightmares. I it's, bet you anything, though, if you search My Horse Boyfriend. There's also that weird little fellow in that game. Yeah. Uh, that guy's fine. Queek, queegles. I, ca- I kind of wish he was a love interest I could possibly go after. At first, I thought that that was going to be the case. Oh, no. But, you know, it's a good game. <laughs> what have you been playing? Uh, what have you been up to, Ryan? Well, um, the I've been playing a lot of Diablo 3. Nice. That Necromancer. Yeah, the Necromancer pack dropped a lot earlier than they initially said it would. Um, but but also a lot later than it should have. Sure, yeah. Some would say years. <laughs> yeah, been here for years. Uh, yeah, because that game's been out since two two thousand ten. 
I think, around there. But yeah, so the the Necromancer that I had my concerns about it because uh, I you know I had been saying and you know Tom has been agreeing with me that the Witch Doctor and Diablo three is basically just the Necromancer uh, from Diablo two. Summoner. Uh, and so you just thought, you know, how, like, if they're going to put the Necromancer in the game, how are they going to set those two apart? Uh, so I was glad to find that the Necromancer has a lot of, uh, you know, skills that actually set that class apart and, you know, is actually very fun to play. Um, whereas there are a lot of summoning and pet based skills, um, as I, as I would expect, but there are a lot of also, uh, some other cool skills like, uh, Cool skills. Just cool, like, cool skills. You wear your shades when you do them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but sweet skills. Yeah, you got some sweet skills. Yep. Uh, the, the, but the, the game is actually really fun playing as that class. Uh, but, but the thing about it is a lot more is happening on screen that I, than I'm used to when you're playing as a necromancer. Uh, because you're summoning things all over the place and corpses are exploding and bones are flying all over the place i mean same thing with witch doctor same thing with old necromancer it's a bunch of shit following you around and yeah. well no it's not necessarily like the shit following you around it's just like a lot of orbs and and like weird looking spectral fireballs and shit like that uh but it's it's uh it's a lot of fun uh, i still been given some time to darkest dungeon had a had i kind of had a bad time with that the other day so i had to step back from it um, it happens. Yeah, like there's a there's a guy that I mean he's been with me from the start. Uh, he Oof. and he had a like part of the OG team. Yeah, he stepped in a, he stepped in a bad trap and it took him out. And um, you know I had a little funeral for him. I didn't. But uh, it's cool though because one you of the dug a hole in your back <laughs> backyard, <laughs> printed out a screenshot of yeah. him, and then buried that. Uh, so it's kind of cool because periodically the game will be like, okay, so one of these people can come back from the dead. Which one is it? Which one are you going to pick? And it doesn't tell you the names. It just shows you their, uh, what do you call it? Their character portrait or whatever. And so, you know, you pick it and you hope it's one of the ones that you wanted to bring back. And it wasn't. Uh, no, it wasn't. I'm sorry. But, you know, it's a, I really like that game. I've been... You know, I've been telling a few people about it that hadn't heard of it, um, and you know they seem to really like it a lot. Uh, also, less interesting to you guys, perhaps. Uh, Elite Dangerous came out on the PS4. Oh yeah. Um, so I've you know a few of my, a few of my friends who had been wanting to check that out who don't have a PC or an Xbox are finally getting to get into that game, um, and it's cool because on console there is. Uh, there is limited, you know, Flight 6 support. Uh, uh, Microsoft has finally licensed one uh, for the Xbox to play with that game, but there's already one for the PS4, so I'm thinking about uh, just, I'm thinking about getting one for that. Uh, Wait. Wait until Ace Combat is out. There will be a better Flight 6. Hmm. Mm. Um, I remember they released one for Okay, so there's an Ace Combat that came out on the 360. I think there's a couple that came out on 360. No, what I'm yes. no, what I'm saying is there's one that came out on the 360 that actually like there was a um a flight stick bundle mm-hmm. 
Was uh, it Assault Horizon? Or Ace Combat 6? I don't know. Uh, it wasn't right. Ace Combat 6. It was Ace Combat 5. Uh, and it came with a flight stick. But it came with a flight stick. Uh, and I really actually really wanted to get that one, but I didn't have the money to get it at the time. And by the time uh, I could have bought it, uh, I couldn't find it anywhere except for like online where it was being sold for like insane prices. So I just, I never went for it. Um, but I do hope that, uh, that this new Ace Combat, uh, generates a new uh, flight stick because I would really like one. Uh, so the whole game is not front to back VR, but apparently the VR parts are fucking awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, that makes me wonder. So like, are there parts where you put the VR headset on? And then you take it off later on. No, I'm sure it's probably like a different mode or something. Oh, I, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine that they would have you, you know, doing that. Yeah. But I could be wrong. It would be fun to play an Ace Combat in VR, though. I would like that. Anything cockpit. Yeah. Works well. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that's really that's really all I've been playing. Uh, you know, this past week, um, kind of going through some sales. Uh like on xbox and psn though the ones on psn haven't been so great i got a few good games on on xbox you know you ever hear that game uh bullets of blood and cannoli yeah i, f- I finally tried that game out because i've been curious about that game for a while yeah and you know what hmm. i don't like it <laughs> i mean i've not played it but it did not look good to me uh it didn't look good to me either, but it was so cheap. Yeah. And I was so curious. No, I about got it. that. Speaking of, and we'll talk about it after the show. Okay. I just have an idea for a new show that kind of centers itself around that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned, buds. All right. So, guys. What? Chanae? Yes. What are we talking about this week? Uh, this week, I mm. wanted to. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, games that have either defined or changed or majorly influenced a genre. Okay. And just talk about, like, why they did or mm-hmm. things about it, you know? Just, okay. Um, and I'll start, us, I'll start us off if y'all... Yeah, do that. So the first one, uh, first genre I wanted to bring up was first-person shooter. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Uh, <coughs> I'll do uh, my pick for it was halo okay why uh because uh is all right so my points on the halo being genre influencing and defining i feel like it really popular uh popularized the microsoft or xbox console it like it i've never heard of a game selling a console like it did the fact mario 64 oh yeah yeah mario brothers Point point proven, <laughs> but uh, I mean, at least I guess like in more recent, I guess it's one of the more recent ones where you define a console. Yeah, uh, like land parties. Um, when people say land parties, ninety percent of the time they're talking about Halo. Yeah, uh, at least in my experience. Sure. Uh, it just really and obviously that franchise is huge. It's in pop culture. Yeah, it's still alive today. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's dying though. Uh, it's not. No, it's not nearly as strong as it was. But it's. But that's. That's my pick. Ryan, what's yours? Uh, so I think that Tom and I are going to be in agreement on this one. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Doom. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about a game that is the most influential to a genre, 
that change the games going forward. I'm gonna say most, but like uh, ones that are. I would, ha- yeah, I'd have to agree. Doom Deathmatch. Yeah, so Doom was Doom was influential in like a very like profound way. In fact, it was, and for not, I feel like for a lot of people that was also like their first uh, first person shooter. Um, that was my first one. I played it before Wolfenstein, before yeah. Sphere of Destiny. You know. Yeah. Now that's not to say that you know there haven't been uh, shooters that have influenced the genre since then but i think that doom is uh i think that doom is most responsible for laying down that groundwork and bringing first person shooters like really you know to the mainstream and you know because you know yes everybody knows halo but you know you'd be hard pressed also to uh find someone who doesn't know doom you know i mean uh, it's a very younger generation i mean my nephews i don't i mean I, they, but that doesn't change how influential it is they'll know about it now but right. I don't know if they know that the the newest Doom is f- based off of right. One. I, sure. I, th- I mean, I don't know. When you first brought up this uh, topic to us last week, uh, I was thinking like what like all week I've been thinking what games affected the genre more than anything else. That's the way I've been looking at it, and I do okay. think I do think Doom is that. Um, yeah, it's probably the most popular first person shooter to come out of that time. Um, it is where Deathmatch comes from. Yeah. And it is one of the first games to have heavy mod support. Like, you have mods because of shareware games like Doom. You so, know? Uh, as far as that genre goes, uh, I don't want to get necessarily get into it, but at least have some honorable mentions of Unreal, uh, Half-Life, uh, uh, Call of Duty franchise, obviously. <laughs> um, so, I feel like Call of Duty, uh, specifically Modern Warfare... Uh, Call of Duty 4, I should say, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there was definitely a shift as far as um, online multiplayer was concerned with first-person shooters. Uh, that was really when you started to see a lot of the uh, of the progression-based uh, systems that you see in a lot of first-person shooters now. Yeah. Because uh, around 2007, when that game came out, um, I think that was the first game that I played that had any kind of, like, uh, and that was first person shoot first shooter that I played that had any kind of like leveling system in its multiplayer, and then you know shortly after we were seeing it with a lot of other games like I saw it in uh, in games like Battlefield, uh, you know, and it was just it it was a really cool thing to see you know them put that uh, that carrot on the stick in front of you because before that I th- I really think that um, you know I really think that the the big draw with first person shooters like playing them online was, you know, those bragging rights, you know? Um, and I think, and I, and, you know, we saw a little bit of it in, in Halo 2, uh, a few years prior, but it wasn't as, you know, it wasn't as robust as it was in, uh, in Modern Warfare where you were leveling up online and unlocking different weapons. So I feel like it definitely set the groundwork for that moving forward. Uh, but, you know, we wouldn't have Call of Duty if it weren't for Big Daddy Doom. So. No, but that's why I just said not get into it and just do honorable mentions. Yeah. <laughs> Big Doom. Want to put uh, some Doom now. So, um, Doom's the right answer. <laughs> There's... What's the we on a button? <laughs> um, so the next category is uh, role-playing games. Yeah. Um, and, that's, and it's kind of uh, vague, but... 
my pick mm-hmm. uh, for a really, like, a really, really, really big influential game is Pokemon Red and Blue. Okay, why? Um, I it, There were monster capture games before, mm. but I, um, before Pokemon came out, but none of them then or since then has ever reached the popularity and worldwide appeal as Pokemon has achieved. Okay. Uh, the sales kind of like speak for themselves. Uh, every, no, I feel like uh, almost, I mean, every generation since it's come out has had their own like Pokemon game. That, that that's their first one. Sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, there were solid games. I mean, it still is super relevant. Red and blue to today. I mean, like, uh, and then they like Twitch plays. Uh, Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people. I mean, the, the games are still expensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, Nintendo kind of makes sure their games stay expensive. Yeah, it's all about the dollar dollar bills. I, mean, I don't think that necessarily speaks to the quality of the game. Not taking away from the quality of Pokemon or what it has done for that that genre, but yeah. Um, I mean. So I'm kind of. I'm saying a ten dogs isn't that expensive, bro. Is that? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, for for the dogs, for the amount of pups that you're getting, that's a bargain. Uh, so I'm kind of torn on this. Because, I mean, if we're keeping it, if we're just keeping it strictly video games, then I'm going to have to say Final Fantasy. But if we're... Which one? The first one. First Final Fantasy? Yeah. Yeah, easily. Uh, Now, but if we're going even farther than that, then I'm going to have to say Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, that's exactly what I said. Uh, I mean, I think that if we're going to go for any Final Fantasy as being defining and changing, I feel like 7 was that... I feel like seven was a lot of people's eye opener that games could make you feel stuff. I th- as far as like cinematics in games or popularity, yeah, seven. But seven would not exist. The RPGs in the way that we look at them now would not exist if it was not for for D and D or Final Fantasy. Oh, I'm not one. saying no. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying like in the Final Fantasy franchise, mm. I'll go for seven as being the most influential. Well, it's you mm. know it, it it was the one that uh, at the time, you know. When it was released, had you know the most mainstream success for sure because absolutely, um, you know that was the first Final Fantasy that you know you were seeing on the well the worst one that I can remember in my lifetime seeing like TV commercials for um, you know and a lot of a lot of that comes from just the role playing the role playing genre was just kind of I feel like it was still being treated as like an obscurity to a lot of people and it hadn't at that point reached the cultural echelons that it had that that it reached when final fantasy 7 came out but i honestly think though that when final when the first final fantasy came out i think that that was that was a huge uh eye opener for a lot of people who i guess who didn't who didn't grow up in the 70s playing dungeons and dragons uh playing you know that was the first real big uh uh, RPG that you could play it like on, like on on any video game console. Well, not to mention, like you say, you know, you talked about how like it's kind of a niche genre, or at least at the time it was. Um, it, I mean, it's it's derived from a game that it was frowned upon if you played. You sure. were a fucking dork and an outcast if you yeah. played D and D. Yeah, you know, um, not so much nowadays, or at least not nearly as bad yeah. nowadays. Yeah, uh, none. I think it still happens. That's for sure. But uh, you know, n- nowhere to the extent that it that it was back then. Yeah. Um, 
And I think that's super important. And I think that mechanics through the Final Fantasy uh, series and you know beyond in that in that genre in general, a lot of those mechanics start with Final Fantasy One. Yeah. There are things like jobs and all that that come in later, sure. But like as far as the groundwork. I mean, I guess you could make an argument for some other stuff, but Baldur's not Gate. exactly. But Baldur's Gate was no Final Fantasy. Yeah, you know. No, but for I feel like Baldur's Gate was uh, more uh, influenced by Dungeons and Dragons than Final Fantasy was. If that makes sense. Mm. I mean, I could see like that is apparent in presentation. Yeah. You know. Uh, not saying that Final Fantasy wasn't. I'm yeah. saying, like, yeah. comparatively, though, those two. But, yeah. but D&D is what started JRPGs. Yeah. You know? Um, and, of course, you know, the and the RPG, like, the RPG, like, a lot of the systems, like, using RPGs, you see, like, reaching far into, like, other genres, too. Um, um, and, but I think, I really think that, you know, as far as, as far as not just, you know, cultural impact... Uh, but in terms of the way that games are made is the way that RPGs were made for a long time and, you know, to a very large extent continue to be made, you know, I think that Final Fantasy really is the foundation for that. And, you know, it's funny because, like, whenever you... It's funny, though, because whenever you say Final Fantasy, kind of just like we talked about a minute ago... uh, people automatically go to seven. Yeah. And like, but I don't feel like anyone, like you never hear like anybody talk about the first Final Fantasy. Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? Final Fantasy as a, as a franchise, as a series would have been fine. If Final Fantasy seven never existed, that franchise would still be around. Yeah. Final Fantasy one, however, was meant to be Square's last game. Yeah. That's why it's called that. Yeah. And, uh- it blew up to the extent that it did. It yeah. saved that company. Yeah. Saved that franchise, mm. you know. Hey, Free Google. Hey, man. Welcome back. Hello. Good, good to see you again. Um, uh, he asked, if 7 was the first major U.S. release, right? No. Mm-mm. No. Uh, so we got 1, 2, 5, and 6. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 5 was... Well, no. No. We got 1, f- uh, one 5, 6, 7. Yeah. Five was released as two, six was released as three. Three, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, uh, honorable mentions of that, y'all can add anything you want. Of course, we've already, we have already mentioned it Baldur's mm. Gate. Right. Um, even the, Dragon's uh, Quest. Dragon's Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, Fantasy so, Star. Ease. Fantasy Star, yes. Uh, I would say even World of Warcraft. I know it's an MMORPG, but still, that's... I mean, that definitely, like, it's kind of... They're almost their own genre in a way. Yeah. But that is, pro- that's without a doubt, the most influential MMO, right? Yeah. Like, there's no way around it. Yeah. Uh, that- <laughs> oh, my God. So, it's like, that's, it's like this really weird thing, right? Because there had been successful MMOs before World of Warcraft. Sure. Thanks to our online. Yeah, but then, like... If you released an MMO after World of Warcraft, like yeah, like, uh, you like, are still compared to that. Yeah, and so still today. I mean, and, and Free Google is right. Also, Chrono Trigger. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, Chrono Trigger. Yeah, sure. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So you know, you know, if you released an MMO like so anywhere between 2004 and like 2010, mm-hmm. that shit was gonna fail. 
Yeah, I, well, we saw a bunch that were good for all intents and purposes, better than yeah. World of Warcraft. But that people, just people yeah. couldn't do it. Oh, well, it's not even you play one. Oh, so yeah. a, lot, a lot of the problem with those were, and I know somebody who played a lot of them, is that there wasn't um, because they didn't have the time and the money that World of Warcraft had. The in-game content wasn't enough to keep you there. Sure. Yeah. And so people uh, who, especially the ones who are used to that genre, would level up relatively quickly. Sure. And then then just lose interest. And then, yeah, because if you have nothing new to do... It sucks sucks that, like, we could see games like uh, Guild Wars, not, not the second one, but the first one, or, like, The Old Republic come out, which are oh, phenomenal Kotor. games. Uh, no, not KOTOR. No, KOTOR is an honorable mention for RPG. Okay, yeah. Because I loved it. I mean, the, the MMO, The Old Republic. Phenomenal game, extremely well-funded, still had to go free-to-play within a year of release. Yeah. You know? Uh, I Oh, my honorable well, there's mention. Also a lot of, there was a lot of issues with that game. Neverwinter Nights. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Never played it, but... I don't think it's that influential, but I do think it is a classic and a staple. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, it's a different opinion. Um. So after, since we're doing the honorable mentions, uh, next genre uh. I want to talk about is fighting games. Okay. Tom's favorite. Yeah, I think it's uh, obvious. That's yeah. Um. Besides, our next category is probably the one that I'm like least. Uh, like it, like uh, this is versed comparatively to you guys. Okay. I'm gonna my vote for one of the more uh one of the more influential ones is uh Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it brought like a lot of the gore. Um, I think there were a lot of Mortal Kombat clones that failed. Yeah, Katsumi Ninja, Tattoo Assassin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, it, yeah, and just like it. Yet again, popularized a lot of stuff. Not that there wasn't already a popularity in that genre, sure. but I definitely feel like Mortal Kombat brings in a different crowd than, say, like Street Fighter or Tekken. Definitely. Yeah. But let's not forget, Mortal Kombat exists because of Street Fighter. Um, Street Fighter 1, and there were fighting games before Street Fighter 1, but, yeah. but Street Fighter 1 was not a great game. Um, it's not terrible if you compare it for, to other fighting games that were around back then, but it's not great. Yeah. Um, Street Fighter 2, I think, accidentally became the most influential game uh, because of the combo system. The combo system was not intentional in Street Fighter 2. Right. It's something that just kind of happened. Yeah. And now you see it in literally every fighting game that's come out since. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think had that not happened to that game, it would not be where it is today. It would not be nearly as big. People would would not care about Street Fighter nearly as much. Uh, yeah, Street Fighter Two, because of that. So it's cool because a lot with any of these genres, like unintentionally influential. Yeah, you know, it's weird because with any of these genres, like you have, okay, so you have where they started, right? You have you know the games that kind of lay the groundwork for everything that, that was to come, right? Mm. But then, you know, at some point during, you know, during that timeline, then you have you have something that kind of branches the path, right? So, you know, we had Street Fighter Street Fighter 2 uh that really that really, you know, made the fighting scene kind of blow up, right? And then uh I want to say like and then some a little bit after Street Fighter 2 then we saw, you know, Virtual Fighter. Uh, Quite a bit after Street Fighter 2. When was I, th- like, 94? 
because Street Fighter 2 was 91, I think, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, around 94, then we saw Virtual Fighter, which, you know, made it, then that's where we got the 3D fighters, right? Um, Tekken also was a big push in the 3D fighting. Yeah, so Namco kind of took the ball and ran with that one because then they took, then they had, then they did Tekken and then they did Soul Edge and then, you know, it, but it was really, I think that the idea of fighting, like a fighting game in a 3D space was a really new thing uh, that, you know, a lot of people seem to appreciate. But at the same time, there seems to very much be, uh, there seems to very much be a more uh, uh, fervent following around, the, you know, the more 2D based fighters, which is why we kind of saw... Uh, we saw it with Mortal Kombat, right? They went 3D for a little bit, and then they went back to their 2D roots because it seems to be that people just seem to like fighting in that space more. Sure. I mean, even before that, Street Fighter went 3D and went back. Yeah, you know, and um, and then, of course, you know, then, yes, Mortal Kombat was pretty influential, right? Because, you know, it had, you know, like Tom said, there were, like, a lot of failed Mortal Kombat clones that came out. Mm -hmm. And I think that the only... so Because, I mean, because I remember... You know, I remember games like like Time Killers, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, I think around that time, you know, not around the time of Time Killers, but, you know, mid 90s, then we saw Killer Instinct, which was the only which was really the only one that, you know, really competed for a while there. Um, Primal Rage did OK. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say it held its own, but it did OK. <laughs> All right. People knew that game. Yep. Uh, uh Google is asking, can we name any fighting game in the current gen that does not have combos? Shit. No. It's no. just, it's not a th- dive kick. Yeah. That pro- does that count? Yeah. I mean, it's technically a fighting game, but like, I yeah. don't think that you can release a fighting game now without combos in it because it's, it's a standard at this point. And that's exactly what I mean. It's a standard, but it's an accidental, it's, it's an accidental standard. They didn't yeah. mean to do that, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, and if people hadn't picked up on it in Street Fighter 2, we probably still wouldn't, we might yeah. not still see, I mean, there is a possibility that eventually we would have gotten there. Sure. But it probably would have happened quite a bit later. Right. Um, yeah, I can't think of any fighting game that doesn't have combos in it. That's, in fact, if, if I played a game like that, I'd probably lose interest like very quickly. Yeah, like, I, I, think it would clear, feel, like, I think it would feel more like a brawler if it didn't have combos. Yeah, maybe. So like the original, the, like vanilla Street Fighter 2, there is nothing counting your combos. But it is still there are still combos. The combos yeah. still exist, so, you know. So that so Super Street Fighter Two is when I think right. either Super or Super Turbo. One yeah. of them actually started counting yeah. the combos, but you know they were already there. They were yeah. just being presented to you. Yeah, and text. then 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 Killer Instinct just took that and like went crazy with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Oh gosh, those videos where it's just like never-ending combos. Yeah. Um, I think. As far as honorable mentions go that we haven't mentioned, I think Super Smash Brothers should definitely... Yeah, there's a lot of contention around that because there are people who don't consider that a fighting game, which I'm not sure why. Well, it's silly, right? Like, fighting games are one of the few genres that people seem to think that you need to have a HUD laid out in a certain way and, you know, matches need to start and end in a certain way. Yeah. Whereas, like, we don't think that with shooters, it can still be an FPS regardless of what it's doing, you know? Yeah. We don't think that with RPGs, but for some reason with fighting games, people people think it needs to be this. Yeah. You know? And I don't know. I mean, yeah. Smash Brothers is easy uh, easy to get into. Difficult hey, to master. 
Hey, Doif. What up, man? Hello. Uh, um, so another honorable mention, which, um, I guess Guilty Gear is, or or is Blaze Blue more popular? You know, it's hard oh, to which say. One, which one came first? Guilty Gear came first. Guilty, I thought so. Uh, I don't know which is more popular. I mean, Blaze Blue was a successor to Guilty Gear, but now Guilty Gear is back, and they're still making Blaze Blue, which is kind. Of, I, I, I mean, I, I don't feel know. like I hear about Blaze Blue less frequently than Guilty Gear. Though. Yeah. Um, y'all, what about Power Stone? Y'all remember Power Stone? No. Yeah, I liked Power Stone. Power Stone was an uh, early Capcom attempt at a three D fighting game. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and Marvel versus Capcom. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Street Fighter versus X Men. That's the first game in that line. Yeah. 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 Uh, fun. Uh, I was telling. Uh, I was telling. Uh, I was talking about this the other day. How it's just as an aside. It's just funny that they, there's not going to be any X Men in that game because and it started with X Men, and they were just like, yeah. and the producer was like, "Well, because people don't remember most of those guys." <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, because we all remember Rocket Raccoon, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, he's in this movie. You see? Oh right. <laughs> Um, do you have any more honorable mentions for fighting games? No. No. All right. Shaq Fu. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could go back and, like, look at old games like Karate Champ. Like, obviously, yeah. those are influential to the genre. Yeah. They're not good. But, you yeah. know, they, they are influential to the genre. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there would be no Street Fighter without that, right? Pit Fighter. Huh? You ever <laughs> play Pit Fighter today? No. For your time, I guess. Uh, I was just... I was just a speck in my mom's eye. <laughs> Gross. Uh, uh, yeah. It was weird. Uh, so, <coughs> Shaq Fu 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> There's actually a new Shaq Fu coming out. Uh, the, I think it's already out on uh, I, uh, on mobile. Oh, I did not know that was a mobile game. Yeah, it's a mobile game. It looks dumb. Yeah. So, uh, next genre. Remember Memphis, though? Remember how badass Memphis was? Which one is that? The, like, mummy-looking guy. Oh, yeah. 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 So, next genre uh, is the one I'm probably least familiar with, and it's uh, racing games. Yeah, this one actually got was the one I was the most excited to do because I also felt like this this is the one I'm the least familiar with. Like, the other genres, immediately I had titles for. Right. And this one is the only one that took some time. Like, I had to think about it. Um, I think that it's a toss-up. You could say Test Drive or you can say Outrun. And for two reasons. There were racing games way before these. Right? right, Ryan, you brought up what did you bring up? Pole position, yeah, right. Pole position, I think, is a good argument because that's when we see racing games go to that perspective, that camera angle, right, right. Um, whereas before, typically, you'd see like RC Pro Am type shit, top down yeah. stuff, right. Yeah. Um, but I think that the reason I say test drive or outrun is because there are no racing games before those, what well, technically before test drive, because outrun came afterwards. That had modern cars that people knew about that you could actually see somebody on the street driving, right? Not like a fucking race car, like a Camaro or a Ferrari or whatever, right? right? Like right. real normal cars. Uh, whereas obviously Outrun is not that, but obviously it's supposed to be that. Yeah. Um, and since those two games, and the reason I throw Outrun in there is because I feel like it was far more popular yeah. than Test Drive was. Uh, well, because it had an arcade presence. We, sure. Yeah. But, you know, the reason I say that that is such a big thing and such an influential thing for the genre is if you look at racing games since those games, yeah. that's all of them. 
right? Need for Speed, you're driving cars that that you know, right? Yeah. Mustangs and whatever. Uh, Project Cars, Gran Turismo, like Forza, that's all racing games now. Yeah, and it started with those two. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, I mean, you have outlier uh, exceptions like sure, uh, like but Ridge Racer and and Burnout that are but, fake cars, but they're still mimicking. Sure, they're those, modeled those after types real of cars, cars right? Yeah. You're not seeing like yes, I'm I'm aware there is still like weird fucking race car car driving games but they are few and far between and yeah. they are not those are fringe cases they are not popular yeah. in, in the way that these other games are and it started with those games yeah you know tom i know you said that not to read everything and just like what's like pertinent but uh google uh, has yet to make it in the beginning of our shows so he doesn't know our name so i just told him oh yeah and i said that the handsome boy in the end referring to you uh, was Tommy, and he says Tom is an eleven out of ten. Oh or shit! Or she? I don't know. It could be. It could be either gender. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, hit me up. I'm on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and also, um, they sh- shout out. I'll I'll mention her, their shout outs at um uh, memorable mentions. But memorable my, mentions. Our, our honorable mentions. Um, That's okay. But I my, remember them. <laughs> my game is um. Uh, I'm I actually I realize I'm now kind of a trend with the games I've been picking, mm. but uh, is Mario Kart? Okay. Mm. Uh, the f- the first one. Uh, it was. You know how dare you call me a PlayStation fanboy when everything you you're gonna drop is Nintendo? I know, right? <laughs> oh, I was also trying to do stuff that I knew that y'all wouldn't talk about, but I did feel like could be argued for. Sure. I mean, Mario Kart created a genre. That's for sure. And yeah, it was technically racing. a racing game. You yeah, know? kart racing. Yeah. That it was the first kart racer, and and it spawned many after that. And, and it shall be the last. <laughs> it probably will well, be. Well, it's funny because it's the first, and I mean, I know some people talk about CTR, but I don't think that there is a game in the kart racing genre that is superior to Mario Kart. No. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Some people do. A lot of people think CTR is better. I personally don't. Yeah. Um. I think so. I definitely agree with you on you know the points that you made about as far as you know with Outrun and Test Drive because I think that those did have a significant impact on the racing games that uh, succeeded them. Right. Um, and I agree with you on pole position. Yeah. You know, like going to that camera angle changed yeah. things a lot. Yeah. Um, and even and it's weird because even after pole position. We had other racing games that were from like the RC Pro Am. Oh yeah, uh, it's still popular. Yeah, like we had. Um, I think we had one like this week that came out that's in that style. Yeah, yeah. Um, like because I think of games like uh, you guys know Badlands. It's oh. a it's a it's a midway uh, game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically. Oh yeah, all those weird creatures, the flying yeah. creatures. No. No. What am I thinking of? I could could have swore that game's called Badlands. No, it is called Badlands, but it's a different different game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I like that you knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I immediately got the image in my head. But so Badlands was a game released in the, I think, like 89. And it was, you know, it was in that top down perspective. And you just. Badlands is. uh, Free Google's. Same. Outland. Outlands. Outlands. I feel like it was called Badlands. But, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But uh, it was also the first racing game that I could rem- that I can remember that also included, uh, like, weapons. 
Mm. Um, and so you're saying this preceded this is before Mario Kart. So technically, this is the best kart racer. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the argument that I'm making here. You know, it's funny. <laughs> uh, the Mad Max NES game. You drove around top down. You had guns and shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, now there were other. It's funny because. There were other racing. There were other games that I guess could technically be considered racing games, uh, that that also did more. That had different objectives besides coming in first. Like you guys uh, know Chase HQ. Yeah. Um, you know, it was games like that where you're not technically racing, but it's it's still kind of a racing game. Well, I mean, you, like uh, we talk all the time about Pursuit Force. Mm. Criminally underrated, and that is not a racing game, but you are still having to get somewhere in a certain time. You're still having to catch up to that person. Yeah. So you might not be racing for first position, but you yeah. are still racing. Yeah. You know? I don't know. And I actually, and I feel like that was also the objective in uh, Outrun. Yeah. Uh, because you're in, like, because the game starts you off like driving next to like you're on the starting line with some with somebody. Yeah. But you're not like first or second. You're right. just trying to get to check. You're trying to get to the next checkpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So for honorable mentions, rock and roll uh, racing. Uh, there. Uh, there's Wipeout, F Zero, um, and uh, I think what else? I mean, F Zero. Yeah, F Zero kind of spawned its own genre. Like yeah. that. W- I can't think of a game like that before, and I can think of a shit ton after. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's Wipeout or Hyperzone or what, whatever it might be, you know. Yeah. Uh, next genre, and this is gonna be Tom's favorite. Is it puzzle games? Oh, I mean, uh, my favorite was the racing one because that actually took some thought. Puzzle games is easy. It's Tetris, obviously. That is that hands down is the most influential puzzle game. Yeah. As far as video game puzzle games go, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you can't you can't really argue with that, you know. Alexei Pajanov? I don't know how to say that name. Uh, yeah. I mean... So, there are, in my opinion, a couple of games that saved video games, right? After the video game crash, uh, Nintendo was doing their test markets in the US, right? Let's release NES in New York and see how it does there. Let's release NES in New Mexico and see how it does there. And then we'll do a full-fledged release. So while Mario was not a launch game, Super Mario Brothers was not a launch game uh, with the console, came out very shortly after. And it was, I believe, there by the time it was mm-hmm. for sale across the entirety of the U.S. Uh, and that game definitely helped bring video games back. Um, I think Tetris is another argument for that. Yeah, and also like because people that Tetris is we. That's what Tetris is. Tetris is we before we was a thing, right? You had everybody playing Tetris. Like, yeah, even if even if even if you you're not what you know people would consider a gamer, right? Like you know Tetris, mm-hmm. you and you probably play Tetris, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and um, so the when did the Game Boy come out? Eighty nine. I feel like they. Oh, so, I don't know. So like, but there's also that point. Like, if you had a Game Boy, you had Tetris. Yeah. You know. Uh, but as far as puzzle games were concerned, though, like Tetris is arguably the most influential uh, game in that genre, and it's cool because like, 
of out of all the other out of all the games and the other genres that we mentioned, that one I feel is the game whose formula has changed the least. Yeah, I mean there are some changes, but yeah, the least for sure. Um <coughs> I mean it's it's the perfect game. It is the perfect game and like you want to talk about influential and like widespread appeal. This is this beats we, you know. Four out of five. That's how many people have played Tetris. Yeah. Today, four out of five people that are alive today have played Tetris. Yeah. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah. Not bought it or whatever, but have played it yeah. in some form. That's nuts. And yeah. You know. And, <sighs> I don't think I don't think either of us can like really argue that Tetris is number one. I mean, I guess in Japan you can make an argument for Puyo Puyo. Okay. Puyo Puyo. <laughs> that yeah. was, but like, I feel like you'd also... But for the rest of the world. <laughs> I, um, <coughs> I'm going to say that it's influential just because of how many games are just based off of that, based off of it. Uh, Bejeweled. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you see it... Columns. But like even, yeah, even Bejeweled, right? Yes, Bejeweled spawned a lot of things. PopCap does a lot of great great work with their puzzle games. But like even games that are not Tetris uh, or Tetris-like, like right? Like not Luminous or whatever. Um, Bust a Move. If, yeah, right. If you look at Bust a Move or, or Bejeweled or games that are radically different than Tetris, you can still see the influence of Tetris on those games. Yeah. Oh, for know? sure. Because at the end of the day, like... You're just matching things up and clearing stuff out, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because, you know, my my experience with puzzle games, like, out of all the genres that we've talked about today, I think, my, I, think I have the least experience with puzzle games. Like, I've, you know, I've, you know, I put hands on, you know, get, uh, puzzle games on in many different, like, di- different subsets of puzzle games, but, you know, I never spent any meaningful amount of time with them. You know, outside of Tetris, like back when I was like eight. Yeah. But, uh, um. I mean, there's also. I mean, like, I don't. What would you say is classify like Chips Adventure as? What is that? <sighs> it's this old PC game. It is. I would call it a puzzle. It is a puzzle game. Yeah, because like it's. It's things- like a top down, and you have to like. Like, think almost gauntlet style, but not so much enemies, just learning how to get from one point to another. Yeah, there's, like, you had to, like, move certain blocks certain places. You'd know it if you saw it. Everybody knows this game. Like, you'd walk over things and get, like, uh, ice powers. and Like, Like you probably played it at school. Like, in elementary school, you probably played it in computer lab. Okay. You know? Um... Yeah, I mean... And, yeah, that is a puzzle game. I mean, Portal. Portal's a puzzle game. These are still puzzle games, but, like... Most influential... Yeah, but I Tetris. Oh no, but I'm saying like, what? Uh, do you know what games like spawn like Chips Adventure and stuff like that? No, I mean Gauntlet came before that, and I think you can draw some comparisons to Gauntlet, but like Gauntlet is still an extremely different game from from that. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Well, and the- um, Catherine obviously oh, yeah. is a puzzle game, but and there's there's one there's games before Catherine that like that that one, yeah. which is probably the most theatrical one I can think of. Today. I mean, I think we all love Catherine, but I don't think anybody would mistake Catherine for an influential game. Oh no, yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, I can't really think of what like spawned it off, but I mean, those games do. I mean, well, that's Persona Cube. team. Yeah, it was Persona Team. Yeah, yeah that's well, what I mean, they like did. I mean, like that genre. For that uh, entire that, that time, that's what they did. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's just 
Tetris is king when it comes to puzzles. As far as like just great puzzle games, though, I, I do think Luminous is a better game than Tetris. I would agree. Um, I like Tetris more, but Luminous, I think, is from gameplay mechanics-wise, is a more and, you know uh, technically are, sound game. Uh, and people's asking, does Mist count as a puzzle game? Yeah, but I think like. <laughs> Wouldn't you think, when you think of Myst, while there are puzzles, don't you think of it more like an adventure game? Because, like, point-and-click adventures, at least back in the day, all the LucasArts stuff, all the Sierra stuff, like, yes, you are solving puzzles, right? Yeah. And they're weird and obscure, very much like Myst. Yeah. Um, whereas now, adventure games or whatever Telltale decides they, they should be. Right. But Yeah. Uh, so I consider games like, like Mist, and probably also games like Zork Nemesis to be like the, uh... What the fuck is Zork? I'll, I'll... <laughs> so, alright, so think Mist, right? Yeah. But a lot more weird. And, uh, but like, I feel like those games were kind of the predecessor to what we now know as walking simulators. I'm sorry. I'm really blanking. And what was the, what was the little cube ones where it's like the little guy with the like speaker schnoz. (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? So he was like, uh, like round and had like a long, like trumpet esque. Is it round or is it a cube? No, it's cube. It's cube. Yeah. Okay. So the guy was Cubert. You're thinking about Cubert. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> At least at Zork, that's the first thing that popped in my mind. It's just Cubert going Zork, Zork, Zork. No, you're thinking about Cubert. Yeah. Cubert is not a puzzle game. No, but I'm saying, like, I was, like, yeah. I was like, what? What? I don't even remember, yeah. like, that. Yeah. Well, the way you were describing him at first, I was not thinking of Cubert, but. That has to be what she's talking about. Yeah. Hold on. Is he is he jumping down steps? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. Cubert. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. I was thinking about. <laughs> I, was, I, I knew it came out around the time that they were doing a lot of characters as circles because it was easier to draw. Uh, shut up, Shaday. The keeper's not really a circle, though. Oh, no. I was a, thinking it was. I, mean, I was just trying to bring that reference in. Egg. With a penis and legs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we got a lot of games out of that, like Mean Bean Machine. Uh, well, Mean Bean Machine is Puyo Puyo. Yeah. Just repackaged for the West. Uh, Puzzle Fighter. I like that where they were like doing the blending of the genres. Puzzle like Fighter's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Give me a new one of those, please. Um, And I remember Mortal Kombat tried to bite off that for... Oh, one of their mini games? Yeah. Because they had like one of their games had a shitload of mini games and it had... Cart like, Racer? Yeah, it had a Cart Racer in it and then it had it had a Puzzle Fighter clone in it. It was, it was kind of all over the place. Um, but... You know, I you see it now more than you saw like back then, where like a lot of a lot of people are trying to blend the genre of like the match three puzzle uh, mechanic with another thing, like you know, let's make an RPG where you let's make a match three RPG or something like that. You know, yeah, um, Puzzle Quest. That's what that game is called. Mm-hmm. Um, people love Puzzle Quest. Man. Oh yeah. yeah, Puzzle Quest and yeah. Brain Age. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, but, you know, I could, you know, I could call up anybody right now and, you know, say Tetris and they'd know it, but, you know, all of these other puzzle games, like it's, except for me, but Catherine, yeah, you guys know Catherine? 
Well, yeah, that one was just like a reference to like asking yeah. y'all if it, more depth. But I think like Catherine is really good though. It Fantastic. is. Fantastic. But yeah. I think like Bejeweled is not, it's not level of Tetris, obviously, but it's Bejeweled still, is fucking awesome. Yeah. No, you're but, crazy, but it, dude. But it's still enough that we're like most people are going to well, know. I think about. a lot of people know Bejeweled too. I mean, Bejeweled is, is Mac 3, right? Like yeah. what PopCap, man, I miss PopCap before EA, you yeah. know, PopCap. Like pre EA's fan fucking tastic bookworm and plants versus zombies and all that. Like they they were great and now they're less great and it sucks. Yeah. But Uh, yeah, original bejeweled, awesome. mm. Uh, You ever play Hexic? Uh, Yeah. Well, if you Ryan, as you might know, if you bought an Xbox 360, yeah, I I had. That was the game you got for free. Hey, uh, at one point, uh, 2009 2010, I owned a Zune. Yeah. yeah. And, and the Zune had Hexic on it. Yeah, there is a sequel to that actually. Huh. Does it does it follow the same story? <laughs> um, so uh I'm not familiar with it, but uh does Phantom Detective Ghost Trick count? Ghost Trick is awesome. Uh yeah, I'd say Ghost Trick is sort of a puzzle game, but uh, again, I would put Ghost Trick more in with like old adventure games. It's weird, right? Because adventure games used to mean like point and click adventure and things like Myst and all that. You had to solve puzzles. Were puzzle games. Yeah. Like, and, you know, it's, and some of them still are, right? Like Sword and Sorcery still has some stuff there. The new King's Quest still has some stuff yeah. there. Uh, but, but like Life is Strange, not so much. No, like, and, and no Telltale. And game Telltale, not so much. Not, but I mean, yeah, they're puzzle games. They're all, you, that's what you do in those games, right? Like you, I mean, but you have game now. You uh, puzzle awesome game. soundtrack, by the way. Play play that game, you guys. Play it. Yeah. Also, Professor Layton. No, I'm telling you guys. You guys play it. Professor Layton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Layton. Uh, yeah. Phoenix Wright. Uh, Phoenix Wright. I would. I don't know. Yeah, I guess sort of. Professor Layton kind of, definitely Layton own, for sure owns. That because yeah. I mean, when 3DS came out, there was like a P- Professor Layton like knockoff, and they like went after them hardcore. Do you remember what it was called? Well, there's a lot of knockoffs. There's that fucking Henry Hatchworth or whatever it is, and like, uh, that? <laughs> it's a fucking Layton knockoff. There's what? a lot of them. Um, Henry Hatchworth. It's something like that. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to remember it later. But I bought it, and I I own, and um, it, it's it's, I like the characters could. Basically, just yeah. be, like Henry Hatchworth, this motherfucker. Oh yeah, I know that guy. Oh, that's not a late knockoff at all. I'm thinking of a different one. Well, it's no. a puzzle. It's uh, Henry it is a Henry Hatchworth in the puzzling adventure. Yeah. Uh, look. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'll I'll have to look at look at it later and think the name. But late for sure, awesome puzzle games. Mm-hmm. I uh, wouldn't consider Phoenix Wright to be a puzzle game. It puzzled me. <laughs> Man, I think I like uh, I like that there's a bunch of logic ones in there too. Yeah. Uh, logic games. So yeah, uh, I kind of wanted to bookend. Uh, there's there's a bunch of games that we didn't mention, and like as we're going through, I keep thinking of them. And more genres uh, we need to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, and we could go through them. Like, I know that I'm missing uh, one of them that's like really hit me hard. It was a first person shooter, not talking about Goldeneye, but uh, talk about it. Yeah, oh, talk oh, about well. it. Be about it. Yeah. Um, but I want to kind of bookend it with uh, asking you guys, what do you think has been the game that is most influential to you as a person? You know... Like, gut reaction. I think they're mostly games that we've already mentioned uh, for different reasons. Street Fighter, Doom, 
both of those I think are very influential to me as far as things that I continue to consume as an adult. Uh, but I don't know, like, like, like doom, not so much because of what that game is, but because of mods, like doom is my first exposure to mods. I think it's a lot of people's first exposure to mods. Um, and that's continued to interest me and continue to interest many, many people. Right. Um, and then, yeah, like street fighter, it's kind of my introduction to anime, like mm-hmm. that shitty '90s Street Fighter movie. Yeah, it's kind of my introduction to anime, and I would yeah. not have watched that had it not been for that game. Right, you know. Um, so like those kind of continue to like things I do are are still directly tied to some of those ancient fucking games. Yeah. Uh, do you have something, Ryan, or do you want me to go? Uh, well. It's hard to nail it down for me because I have different games that were like ex- they they influenced me like meaningfully, but like in different ways. Uh, like for example, you know, I have like my my of my obvious go to is River City Ransom. Oh yeah, um, I think that definitely uh, it was for, it was definitely the first brawler I ever played. Really? Yeah. I played that before I ever played Final Fight or, uh, you know, or any, or Streets of Rage or any of those others. Um, but at the same time, you know, Doom and, uh, you know, I think that those games were probably what influenced me the most. Now, Mortal Kombat was a huge thing for me because then it, it, it kind of changed forever how i looked at well not forever but for a very long time changed how i looked at fighting games uh the whole idea of like you know fatalities and and stuff like that it kind of you know it negatively affected me as a person motherfucker you know uh hold on i gotta say something mortal Kombat, because you brought up the fatalities and all that shit right mm -hmm. is mortal Kombat not one of the most influential games like even outside of fighting games, I would say so. Yeah, ESRB because of that shit. Yeah, right. That's like, what. Yeah. Also, that's another thing. I was, I I thought about afterwards. That I didn't mention. Yeah. I was like, I should have mentioned the ratings thing more. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I kind of froze. And like, I was like, why did I bring it up? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, hey Kingslayer. Hey Kingslayer. Hey babe. Um, I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I smiled when he said River City Ransom because of course I have a giant tattoo of it. I should like yeah. Why don't we take a gander at that? Um, you're not showing your nips. It's fine. No, uh, it's it's all right. Twitch is fine as long as you know. Uh, I'll wear shorts next week. <laughs> I'll wear. Uh, it's on my. It's, I'm joking. Uh, I wasn't really expecting you to pop them off. <laughs> pop them off. <laughs> oh, I'm very disgusted. Uh, since I've lost so much weight, I can just slip these pants off. Yeah. It's no big deal. Stop saying slip these pants off. <laughs> just pop them off, Ryan. Um, I'm gonna say definitely, uh, River City Ransom, uh, of course, like really, really opened my eyes, and it was yeah, uh, to like yeah. Well, Tom, we love that game because it is a meaningful part of our childhoods. I know it's just the way you guys talk about River City Ransom. So funny sometimes. (laughs) Shanae just said it opened her eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like like, Shanae. I I feel like the I feel the same. Yes, thank you. It's a. It was a. In a time in my life, like playing that game was Barf. just, just open eyes to video games and getting into them, okay. and like, and okay. it really made me enjoy. I mean, I played like little games before, but I never really thought about like 
bought like completing games and like purposely like wanting to do all of it like even with like legend of zelda beforehand because um i played that before and i didn't really like i wasn't really focused on finishing it i was more of like what can i do where can i go sort of things yeah and like yeah so like uh that and final fantasy 6 seeing my sister's friend play that I am. I, I just can't remember a time where I was enraptured by a game immediate like like that. Isn't that the game that you first saw a, a chocobo and you were like, "What is that?" Yes. <laughs> Final I Fantasy was... VI, man. I think like everybody knows that opera scene, and you know characters like Kefka and all that. Like, yeah, that's that's a big one for sure. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I think those two uh, are still pretty evident in the games I play. Yeah. Of what shaped kind of like what I got into. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Influential games. Mm. <laughs> All right, Sinead. Well, this was a this was a fun talk. This yeah. is a fun talk that we had with you. Uh, thank you for opening our eyes to this topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, y'all are not gonna let me live that down, are you, Sinead? You want to play us out? I mean, look, I wish I was that passionate about a video game, you know? What? Do you wish that you loved anything as much as we loved Final... Or not Final Fantasy, River City Ransom? I mean, I think there are things I love more than you guys love River City Ransom. Like your children? I don't think that there are... I don't think it's your children. I don't think that's your children one of them. (laughs) I don't think that there are video games that I blindly love as much as you guys love that game. It's not blind. Sinead just said it opened her eyes, but she's not blind. (laughs) I say blindly love in that, like, I know more about... The Kunio Kun series, and you guys do. Yeah, sure. I know more about River, River City Ransom than you guys do. Sure, but you guys still just you, you know you you love it. Yeah, well, I could play some River City because Ransom right now. It makes us happy. Like, yeah. when I th- when I even think about playing, Should it, it I, brings me joy. Whenever you punch them in the face and their eyes get all big and bug eyed, that's why I have that tattooed because it's my favorite. Yeah, it's really I wish great. you had a tattoo from Renegade instead. Yeah, because those character They're, models were ugly. Yeah. Uh, I love that game. I, I, and I love you for loving that game. I, oh. Don't touch me. All right. Shanae, take us out. Thanks for all, all who joined us on Twitch. Uh, it has been fun talking to you guys. If you want to, uh, like, say you didn't miss, you missed the beginning of the show, uh, we're, we put it up on uh, like iTunes, Stitcher, all the podcast apps on Thursdays. We're on the YouTube's now. We're YouTube's. on the YouTube's as well. Uh, we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also uh, we blatantly put our names out there so if you want to find us on social media get that too do not find me uh don't her name pu- is Shanae howard her telephone number is 210 <laughs> joking uh six i don't remember six, your number six, oh well, it's not even a 210 number shut up just to narrow it down for you guys uh but yeah no thanks for joining us um uh bye guys bye 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 see you next week <laughs>